Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hey, welcome everybody out there. Another beautiful Saturday here in Chicago. We're beaming out all over the world. Uh, This station has a terrestrial thing. You get up there online and check it out, AM 1160. Also get out there and listen to all the podcasts for all the shows. We've been on eight years, over 700 interviews. You can go out there and have your favorite podcast channels and look us up, Faith Marketplace. And Faith Marketplace is where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, I've got a couple great ones today. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and also the founding partner of Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies and their teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue after going through our training within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai, we say we put the win back in your sales. I'd like to introduce our first guest today. Um, He's a military veteran, Otis McGregor. He's the founder and leadership and success coach for Tribe Plus Purpose. That tells you a whole lot right there. And he's... uh, you know, coming to us today all the way from Colorado. Welcome, Oda. Hey, great to be here, Bob. Appreciate the, the opportunity to share a bit. Yeah. Hey, Otis, you had uh, kind of an interesting quote that you had. I'm, I'm kind of interested in that. So why don't you share that with our audience? I'm guessing you mean if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to <laughs> go far, go together. There you go. Why is that yeah, one special yeah. to you? Well, you know, I, People, people can do a lot on their own, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's it's the old adage of, you know, you know those situations when it's like, hey, I, I'll just do this. Forget mm-hmm. it. I'm not going to bother you or I don't have time to show you how to do this. I'll just do this. And I can knock it out, right? It's that, that's the, you can get a lot done quickly by yourself. But if you want to sustain the effort, if you want to grow the team, then you got you to gotta teach them how to do it. And you got to do it together. Because that's how you sustain effort is is in a group setting. Because you know what, if you're doing it all yourself, and you, I know you know this, Bob, you can't scale, and right. and really you're going to have a hard time just sustaining it mm-hmm. if you're doing everything yourself as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And by the way, it's an African proverb, and yeah. I've, I've not been able to find a better origin other than quote <laughs> African proverb. Well, isn't that where all mankind was from originally? Was Africa? Um, That's right. There you go. I think all, and we know where that came from, right? (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Otis, you know, what are the kind of the main points that you like listeners to take away out of this today? Well, you know, clarity in your purpose Mm. is, is, is essential, but it's, if you don't know it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But the only way to get it is by movement. And when I say movement, I mean, take action towards it. Okay. You know, one of the things that I, I always joke about is, you know, if you just take one step towards your purpose, you may find out, whoops, that was the wrong one. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You've taken a step 
towards something that you want to have mm-hmm. as opposed to just going through the motions in life. That's that's you can always tell I get excited when I start talking about this, Bob. Yep, but, you know, it, it's no different than what's that thing way out there in the horizon? Well, let me walk a little bit closer. Let me get closer to it as I move towards it. I can see it clearer and clearer. It's the same thing with your purpose. If you create something that you think is your purpose, take a guess and you take a step towards it, you go, oh, well, that's that's kind of cool. Let me do some more of that. Let me do some more of that. Well, that's at the heart of what you're doing there, too. You know, tribe plus purpose. So what is tribe plus purpose? Well, it's our it's our business. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I do it with uh, my my son, uh, Camden. And what it is, it's it's about not doing it alone, right? Mm-hmm. It's about being in a group of people who want to have success and want to help you succeed. They have similar values and a similar drive in their life and in their business, and they want to help each other succeed. And that's where the tribe part of it comes in. Mm, okay. So what's what's kind of unique about that? Because there's a lot of services out there, business services out there, leadership and this thing and that thing. So what kind of makes what you do unique? Well, part of it is my background. I spent 25 mm. years as a Green Beret uh, and then seven plus years in big corporate business world, uh, bring that leadership. And then then we throw in my 25-year-old son who has a completely different – I was joking with somebody uh, <laughs> the other day. You know, his, his, uh, his optimism has not been crushed by the world yet, right? So he sees <laughs> things so differently. <laughs> And provide such a different perspective for our team our, and our tribe members in that respect. And 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 you know the 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 real secret is that uh, I get to spend extra time with with one of my kids, you know, and 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 label it as business. So I yeah, I love <laughs> it. Spending time with my son is a business expense. How about that? <laughs> I love that. And I, I you know thank you for your service. By the way, I really appreciate that. And. You know, you uh, came to me through uh, the gentleman here in Chicago that I know that's running, uh, you know, the uh, platoon services for uh, military folks that are getting out and teaching them, uh, you know, sales skills, which I thought was really fabulous. But uh, Oh, it's a you. great program. Yeah, it uh, is yeah, a great. Raleigh it's and, called, and yeah, what he's doing with sales platoon. Sales I can't say platoon. enough about it. Yeah, yeah that's great. great and I know program. you participated in that, too. Um, what do you praise God for about your business and about this business he's led you into? Uh, just... You know, truthfully, it is just that opportunity to to be my authentic self, whatever I do. I I, I look at it that way as as God's given me all these experiences in my life. Some of them mm-hmm. good, some of them not so good. Mm-hmm. But that, those experiences have have allowed me, and God's given me this opportunity to share with others, so that they can they can have a greater success in their life and walk closer to God. Cause that's, that's what I get excited about. You know, it's, it's, it's having that opportunity to share my life lessons and how I lead in my business and how I lead others to have more success and fulfillment in their life and, and be closer to God because that, that's, that, that's why God created us, right? Yep. It is. What's uh, what's some ideal clients uh, for you uh, that you work with? Uh, yeah, I love working with small business, mm. small business leaders. And then if you take it down one more step, we, we love focusing in on manufacturers, construction industry. Mm. You know, it's it's a lot of fun that uh, it, it, there's I find a similarity to the 
to the military, you know, my military background, kind of the, nope, this is, you know, kind of the straight shooting, no messing around, no BS, got to mm. do it this way sort of thing. It's, it's very similar in those two industries in, in the construction and uh, manufacturing industries to my background. So it's easier to interact and have that commonality. Oh, that's great. And boy, you're right. They they can use that help, but they they get down to it pretty quick, right? Uh, they have to be quick yeah. problem solvers. They got to see that, that, you know, and give them. So when you form these tribes, now are different people, companies in these things? Kind of help me understand exactly how that works. Yeah, that's that's the strength of it. Is it's not uh, it, it's not the similar. It's not a homogeneous sort of mm-hmm. organization. It's people from walks, different walks of life, different industries, different companies, and I think that's where the power comes in, because then you're sharing, you're sharing that outlook. You're sharing your perspectives. You, when I come in and you and I are working on something and you're dealing with a problem and I come in from a completely different background and look at that problem set that you have, that's, that gives a completely different perspective on how to solve that problem. And that's, that's one of the things that is so powerful in being part of our tribe is, is different perspectives and provide you different solutions and different outcomes that you can explore in solving those problems. Yeah, that, that is so cool. Hey, just briefly in time we got left in the segment, uh, why don't you share with people, did you come out of Bouncing Baby Christian Boy or was there a kind of a different direction that you had to take? <laughs> uh, you know, I was I was brought up in a Christian household, uh, you know, growing up in Texas, the the standard model of, of our of our area, I guess, was, you know, Sunday school and, and, and church and all that all through my life. And then went in the army. Things mm. changed a little bit, kind of <laughs> drifted away. Uh-huh. Never, never really got back into it until recently. And, and I, I'll, I'll share a group, uh, that, a men's group that I'm a part of that I just love. It's called The Journey. Mm-hmm. And that has just helped me fulfill because the that that line iron sharpens iron mm. and it's a powerful place to be uh, so that's really brought me back to uh everything from back to reading the bible daily devotionals meeting with these men weekly and sharing sharing with each other and praying for each other so has that helped you with the tribe and with the consulting business that you have and helping these other guys it, it has because it allows me to see things from their perspective. And, and I get feedback from them on, on what's going on with my life and what I'm dealing with in my life. Because, you know, if, if I'm having problems, I'm able to share with them, mm-hmm. whether it's a business or family or whatever sort of problem, I'm share with these men and they pray for me and they, and it helps. Mm-hmm. And because I know I can rely on them, I have that aspect out there for me to better focus on my clients in the tribe. Yeah. I love that, man. I love it. And, and when in the next segment we get get back to, I want you to uh, explain a trust triad. Okay, that that was really intriguing to me, and I know where probably some of that comes from. But that's really important, particularly how that ties into your military background, folks. You got to stay tuned because we're going to have a giveaway, and it's a fabulous giveaway uh, that um, Otis is going to give today. So please come back to this next segment. Uh, I'm with my interview with Otis McGregor, the founder of Leadership and Success Coach of Tribe Plus Purpose. You're going to want to hear more about that, okay? And we're going to be right back here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. This is Faith Marketplace, and we'll be back just in a minute. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Okay, we're back here with my guest, Otis McGregor. He's the founder, leadership, and success coach of Tribe Plus Purpose. And where we left off, Otis, I knew this was something I, I, I want people to hear this because you have what you call a uh, foundation of leadership is a trust triad. What the heck is that? Yeah, well, the, the trust triad, it, it's just real simple, man. It's a triangle, right? That's mm-hmm. the best triad. And it starts with you have to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself to make the best decision for yourself and the team. That's that's number one. Number two is you have to trust your team to do the job that you hired them to do. Now, you, you've, you've got them on the team for a reason. So do you trust them to do what you got them on the team for? And then number three, that third leg, and this is the most critical, is your team has to trust you mm. to do the best for them. That's the trust triad. You trust yourself, you trust your team to perform, and your team trusts you to the, do the best for them. And that's I love that. It's a very foundational principle that I've lived by, that I led by, uh, both as a Green Beret and, and continue to lead by today in business. Well, I know that's one of the foundational things, particularly in the service, when they break you down, they build you back up, is that you got to have you, you know, your partners or people that are in there with you, whether you're in a platoon and, and leading out in, in a mission, is that basically somebody's got your six, right? And they've got your back. Yeah. And uh, I know that that was one of the foundational things that I learned when I was in the military, is that you have to be able to have team, you got to be able to rely on each other, because that's how you accomplish things. So I think this is fabulous that... Uh, you brought that up in here in Trust Triad because I don't know too very many people know about that, and I think this is great. Um, the uh, other thing that I wanted to do is I want to bring in the well. I, I teased you guys out there. We got a special giveaway today, so you got to text me at three one two two one zero zero six zero three, and Otis has agreed for everyone that sends that in with the keyword tribe. Uh, we're going to give away how to handle crisis and succeed video. Why don't you share with them what's what? What are they going to get, Otis? Yeah, well, it is it is a it's about forty five minutes mm-hmm. of a video of of how to handle a crisis, plan your way out of it, and not panic. And and because that's what that, what do most people do, Bob, when when they get in a crisis, they go, "Oh my gosh!" and they throw their hands up <laughs> yeah. in the air and they. You know, as we used to say in the military, we, we do a, a hair lighting ceremony and we run around and scream and wave our hands. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, this video, what I teach you is, is how to not get into that. How to when something bad happens, when when the water spills all over the electronics of this of your desk, this is this is what you do to handle that and come to terms and come with the best solution to move forward without getting into panic mode. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So you get out there and text me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword tribe. And we're going to get in your hands this video of how to handle crisis and succeed video. And I know you're going to want to get your hands on that because absolutely 
I know that I run around with my hair, you know, on fire half the time too. Like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, at any age, you're going to do that, particularly when you're faced with adversity. Uh, one of the first things also is pray. Okay, so get on your hands and knees and pray if you're going through a crisis, because God will answer those prayers. We've seen it time and time again. Otis, what words would you have given to your younger self? Uh, you know, knowing what you know now and all the experience and things you've been through. Uh, well, it, it starts with trusting, trust yourself. And then the other piece of this is, and I've always thought this was interesting, is stop worrying what you think other people think about mm. what you're doing. Oh, boy. Yeah. That is such a limiting factor for so many people. To, you, you never talk to them. You never ask them. But you think that they think that what you're doing is stupid or, or wrong. Or, and because you think that, without ever talking to these people, and to include people you don't even know, which is even more ironic. Yep. You you don't take action, and that's mm. that's a big limiting belief that I would teach myself, my young self. Don't believe that. Yeah, that's great. Hey, well, uh, I know you've got something that's really interesting, cool, funny, and all that kind of stuff about Otis McGregor. So, what uh, what would you share with the audience as to what that could be? Well. <laughs> Uh, I think for me, the funniest thing, because I always love seeing people's faces when I was doing it, is the fact that I, I coached a, uh, a very successful boys high school rugby team. Mm-hmm. I coached it for seven years, and, and the first five years I coached, uh, we won five state championships. We were nationally ranked, all this stuff, and I had never played any seconds any minutes, <laughs> any nothing of the game rugby. I was just a student of the game. It proves that it proves that you can learn how to do something and become an expert in it. And uh, that that uh, is is my my little shocker that surprises people all the time. Well, I've been to some rugby games. I know guys have played it. And, boy, you have my undying admiration that you didn't have to get out there and do that because, boy, that's a pretty rough sport. <laughs> hey, well, listen, I want to bring in our next guest today. we got a doubleheader. Uh, thank you, Otis. He's, Otis is going to join us back on the last segment when we roundtable a mystery subject. So, Otis, thank you. Uh, David Roth is the president and CEO of Work Matters. And uh, he has my undying admirations because uh, he goes back a long, further way about how you integrate faith and work than I ever do. I've had eight years in this, and David has got a whole lot more experience. So welcome, David. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Great to be with you today. Yeah. And uh, David's uh, calling us in from Arkansas. Whereabouts in Arkansas, David? Uh, Northwest Arkansas is what it's called. This is... Um, this is the home of Walmart's headquarters, Tyson oh Foods headquarters, <laughs> J.B. Hunt Transport headquarters. And so not many people know this, by the way, but there's a there's over 1,700 suppliers that have offices here in northwest Arkansas that sell to Walmart. Whoa, so yeah. there's, there's, there's a whole economy here that kind of um, that mo- comes in and out, a global economy that comes in and out of northwest Arkansas. Yeah, and I know you got quite a bit of experience in that, but, you know, I was intrigued by the quote that you shared with us. So why don't you share that with the audience about Work Matters? Yeah, um, well, it's actually a verse, but it's mm-hmm. whatever you do, uh, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. It's Colossians 3.23, as, as many of your listeners mm-hmm. probably know. Mm-hmm. And, w- and why is that when the, the kind of the heart of what you came up with with Work Matters? Man, I tell you what, when I first started um, 
really thinking about what faith and work look like. Mm -hmm. I was reading my Bible and I read through that verse and it just was like, that's it. That explains to me in the most simplistic terms what living your faith at work looks like. It's just working with all your heart as if you're working for God as your boss, not for a human master. And I think that sums up faith and work so well. Yeah. And and I want to share with you. I want you to share with the audience what what, what inspired, what got you into this? Because it's been how many years now that you've had work? Eighteen years. Work matters. Eighteen years. So share with our audience what did, what inspired all that eighteen years ago for you to do this. Yeah, it's it's a longer story, but I'll give you the quick version of it. I, I my career had has had kind of two different distinct parts to it. The first couple of decades was just total Sunday Christian. I was a believer, but just completely focused on the world's view of, of success. And just my faith and it was compartmentalized, you mm. know, separately from my work. And I, I worked in McKesson Corporation. I worked at a, a software company called American Software in Atlanta, uh, where I met my wife and became VP of marketing there and then went to work for another software company that was our, our major competitor as a senior VP of marketing. And, and uh, so th- towards the end of that first 20 years, Bob, uh, I had a couple of big things happen that really changed my life. First was I really started battling faith or, or uh, work-life balance issues. Mm-hmm. We, I was flying all over the world and our software company was growing like crazy. And and I just, uh, I just almost lost my marriage um, in oh. that season of my life. Fortunately, we, we worked it out and I made a lot of changes in my life that I now have the privilege of getting to teach people through Work Matters uh, because work-life balance, as we all know, is one of the biggest issues there is out there. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, our company had been extremely successful, but we missed two quarters in a row. And I went to dinner with my boss and I got fired. Mm. And I, I had spent about 20 years, God had just blessed my career so much. And then all of a sudden I was fired and I, I just, I learned that, you know, my identity was completely in my title. It was in oh, my yeah. compensation. It was in my pride for the company I was working for. And I said, I was, I was, um, you know, God family work were my priorities, but I was just doing the exact opposite. Wow. So we decided to move back to Arkansas where I grew up and uh, really try to live God family workout. And I was blessed to go to work for JB Hunt uh, Transport. And that was where the whole faith and work element of of um, my passion really began is watching those leaders at JB Hunt who were believers and had found a way to really be, be great leaders, but also do it in a way that was honoring to God. So you actually saw it walked out in at JB Hunt. Then you you saw that. Yeah, I often say I got an MBA in faith and work by just watching (laughs) these leaders. Oh, mama, that is fantastic! (laughs) I love it. Well, listen, folks, I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as our sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Get out and check it out: faithmarketplace.com. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small mid-market businesses to be more efficient and effective in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studio builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved into a premier provider of web technology services here in the Midwest. 
I encourage you to go out and check them out. It's at inboundstudio.studio. I'm going to be back again with my special guest, David Roth. Fasten your seatbelts because he also has a terrific offer today. And we're going to really dig a lot deeper into work matters on this next section. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with my guest, David Roth, President and CEO of Work Matters out of Fayetteville, Arkansas. And we left off with David. You were in the last company that gave you an example of how to really lead as a Christian uh, right down there in Arkansas. So uh, share with the listeners again, what, what, what were the big things that impacted you out of that? And then what led you into starting Work Matters? Yeah, I, you know, there were so many stories from when I was working at J.B. Hunt, but just a couple of examples. I, as I was watching these leaders, I was in sales and marketing, and, and so we often found ourselves in restaurants or bars or wherever, just, you know, meeting with prospective clients. And I, I always watched these guys to see, did they change, you know, did they do something, you know, that they typically didn't do in order to try to close a sale or how did they handle uh, firing someone? How did they handle a great quarter, a lot of success? Uh, all the, the good things and the difficult things, I watched these guys and and they they obviously were not perfect, but what I saw was people who were determined to be competitive and successful in the job that they'd been given, but at the same time to do that in a way that was really honoring to God. And so in uh, 2002, as all this was going on, I went to uh, my church had a, a big leadership conference and uh, I'm a big fan of growth. And so at the end of this leadership conference, they launched this new faith and work ministry called Work Matters. Mm. And I mean, it was as if the first 20, 25 years of my career had come together in that moment. I, my, as I said, my faith had been growing. And so I literally volunteered that day and, and, and joined the founding board of directors of Work Matters, the church ministry. Um, and then uh, it, the ministry just took off in Northwest Arkansas. And after 18 months, the church decided, our board decided that it could be more impactful outside of the four walls of the church than inside of the church. And so we spun it out into a non-denominational nonprofit organization and in 2003, in October 2003, uh, 18 years ago, almost to the day, uh, I became the, the founder and first employee of the nonprofit version of Work Matters. And so our mission from day one was to close the gap between faith and work. Mm. Um, it's been humbling. We started with zero money in our banking account 18 years ago. But oh boy. To see what God's done over the over the last 18 years to help literally tens of thousands of people integrate their faith and work has just been incredible. Yeah, that is fabulous. Now, was that a little scary for you to jump into that with no funding, nothing? You know, we're coming out of a big, all those big, you know, corporate positions you had and everything you were doing, or or did you really just, you know, trust in the Lord? He's going to take care of this. You know, I, I'd be completely less than honest if I didn't say it was scary, but. For about a year, uh, God was just dropping, as I call these breadcrumbs, just uh, one after another, just showing me, um, leading me towards towards doing this work. And so by the time 
that the church spun it out of the church. Uh, my wife and I had gone through all the prayer and all the homework that we needed to, and we were we were 100% in. Yeah, and you said something really important there, too, uh, particularly for all you listeners or entrepreneurs, independent business owners and all that, and this is something that people come to me all the time, you know, words of wisdom. I always tell them, if you're <clears throat> coming out of corporate life and you're going to start something, you better have your uh, significant other or spouse in the boat with you. You cannot burn the candle on both ends because it's really important to have that support and have some, you know, a spouse and a, or a significant other that's really supporting you in that, so... Uh, you did uh, some very wise things, prayed over it. You got your spouse involved in it. And uh, that's why, obviously, it pulled you through maybe some of those down times or times when you were kind of second-guessing it. Is this thing going to work, right? Yeah. And let me just real quickly add on to that, um, that, that I think um, God God speaks uh, in four ways, according to uh, my old favorite, Henry Blackaby, mm. he speaks through the Bible, through uh, prayer, through your circumstances and through other people. Mm. And so all through that year where we were contemplating moving to work matters, God was speaking in those ways. And um, so we had a lot of confidence once we got to the finish line. Yeah. Oh, Blackaby's got so much wisdom. That's awesome. Hey, well, listen, folks, I told you we got a special offer. Thank you for being patient listening to this because... Today, David is offering how to have respectful faith conversation, and he's going to give that to everybody, every listener, and the key word is work matters. All one word, work matters. So, David, what is it that they're going to get with how to have respectful faith conversations? Oh, I'm so excited for people to have this. Sue, Sue Warnke, who works for Salesforce.com, was a speaker at one of our national conferences and there, there's always so everyone has a question in their mind when faith and work comes up. What are you expecting me to do? Are you expecting me to share the gospel with the person sitting next to me? That's a whole different conversation I hope we get to have. But uh, but when it comes down to how do I share my faith at work, mm. this is a beautiful little 20 minute talk that's very practical um, on on how you can really build relationships at a level that you're comfortable with. And then if the relationship takes you to a place where you can really ultimately share the gospel, then you can do so. But it, it's a fantastic tool for people who are interested in sharing their faith at work. Oh, that's great. So get out there and text me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword work matters. And we're going to get one of these in your hand. So anybody that's listening that does that is going to get one of these videos. And I tell you, it will change things in your perspective and give you some practical application. Speaking of practical application, David, uh, why should integrating your faith and work matter? Well, I, I mean, I think most people, uh, most people are completely immersed with messages from the world, so to speak. I mean, the world trains us to media, uh, movies, uh, music, any, whatever, it trains us on what success really looks like. Mm -hmm. And so we really have to be so intentional about taking whatever faith we may have, weak or super strong, wherever you may be in your faith journey, and walk it out in all parts of our lives. And so uh, the idea of, of living it, your faith at work is just so crucial to be able to understand um, what your purpose looks like, as Otis was talking a little bit about in the previous segment. Um, the thing that we see with people that we have the opportunity to help equip 
is that they develop a new vision for their faith, for their, mm. uh, for their work. Okay. And it's just an amazing thing to see when you have somebody, especially young leaders that are so um, preoccupied with, with the world's definition of success and when they really understand what the Bible says about work and that God is a worker, he made us in our image. So we were made to work and mm-hmm. that, you know, we're called to honor God with our work and to have influence through our, through our faith in the workplace. It's just so awesome to see people all of a sudden have a new vision for, for work because we're going to spend half of our life at work. Yep. And if a young leader can have a new vision for, for the purpose and power and meaning of, of that, half of our lives being spent at work, then it's a it's a beautiful thing. I think so, too. And also, folks, you've got a lot of practical applications out there. I know we haven't got time to cover it all, but I want to encourage you to get out to workmatters.org because, uh, boy, David, you guys have created some phenomenal material out there and practical application. Oftentimes, you know, it's talked about in, you know, terminology and everything like that as well. Yeah, that's great, but how do I do that? But you guys really put some great educational material out there for people to be able to actually walk it out, right? So that is yeah, we sure do. Yep. And so if I'll, I'll mention just a few of them, just real yeah, briefly, sure. our, our our major focus right now for ten years, we've been doing the Work Matters Institute for Young Professionals. Mm. It's a twelve week course and a nine month mentoring. Um, that's just been phenomenal, and we are now in the process of scaling that ministry nationally. In 2022, that that course will be available on video and it'll be available in any city in America. So we're super excited because that's where we see the most transformation happen in in all of our ministry work. We also do an annual national conference where we bring national faith and work speakers into Northwest Arkansas and and stream it nationally. Yeah, we have work. uh, We have workplace small group studies. We have, for those of you that use the YouVersion Bible app, yeah. we have 15 different faith and work topical devotionals that are really powerful. We literally have had several hundred thousand people uh, go through those devotionals. <laughs> and also just lastly, our YouTube channel, we have about 200 different little two-minute videos that are topical that are interviews with senior leaders around the country on specific topics that they that they lean into. So there's there's a, a lot of content for different people for different reasons. Oh, man. I can't believe we're almost out of time. I got two quick questions for you. Okay. So what words of wisdom would you have given to your younger self? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, for me, if you just listen to my story, it, my words of wisdom is don't, don't wait until you crash <laughs> to really begin to implement your, to integrate your faith in your work. And I, I just have to say real briefly, I, I so deeply regret the 20 years that I had in the workplace where I was not living my faith at work because I think about the lost influence that I had as uh, could have had as a leader is just very, very disappointing. And so that's why we love to, to work with younger, younger leaders. Yeah, and I, I love that you're doing that because our young people really need that lift up and somebody coming up and, and uh, give them a hand up, right, and, and to be able to do those kind of things early in their life. Funny, interesting, cool thing about you. Uh, well, um, when I was in college, I, I uh, worked out in the Grand Teton Mountains mm. and just fell in love uh, with those with that place. 
And, um, and since then, what most people don't know about me is I've gone back out there and I've climbed and summited the, the Grand Teton, which is about 13,700 feet, the Middle Teton, and the South Teton. And so that's just a crazy thing that I did when I was younger, but, um, but something I'm really proud uh, of. And, and that's just such a well, beautiful that speaks to you of, aspiring to great heights there with work matters and everything else. Folks, I can't believe this. Listen, you're going to stay tuned here because I'm bringing back Otis and David and I are going to roundtable a mystery subject show. We're going to be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guest, Otis McGregor, founder of Leadership Success Coach of Tribe Plus Purpose, and David Roth, the present CEO of Work Matters. And we've come up with a fabulous roundtable conversation today, and that's work-life balance. And we're going to slip in there a little bit about seven pillars also that David brought up. So, uh, David, I'm going to start with you. Work-life balance, what, what's, what's the deal on that? Especially right now, you brought something up with COVID and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, as we were just talking off air, I think work-life balance has been an issue for for a couple of decades, mm-hmm. but especially with the pandemic, people's lives have changed so dramatically. So many people are working at home. They're trying to get the same amount of work done and still take care of their children or whatever that may look like. And so there's there's just a greater need than there has ever been for us to not to not think of work-life balance as, as my personal life, my work life is equal and balanced because that never happens. But to really just think about all the different roles that I have in my life and how they're all integrated and how can I balance all those different elements of my life where I'm really living purposefully in each of them. Yeah. Uh, Otis, I know that you, this is near and dear to you. So uh, what's your thoughts on work life? Yeah, well, you know, David hit the nail on the head. There's all these different things in life. It's not just two things. And, and even under the work category, there's multiple things within the work category. That's why I like to refer to it as not balancing it, but managing it. Mm. Because when we manage stuff, we're we're more intentional in it. Mm. We, we can prioritize. And, and, you know, David was mentioning earlier when we were off air kind of talking about this and brainstorming it, you know, you just had a kid. Well, then, you know, what? I need to spend more time with the family or, or I'm starting a new job or, we've, or, you know, one of my favorite ones that reigns home with me is we're, we've got a proposal due mm-hmm. and we've got to really nail this proposal. And so I'm going to be working a lot these next couple of weeks. And so that's my priority. But because I'm intentional with it, I know that the next week I should shift things around and make up. You know, I haven't been home to spend time with the kids or taking my wife out for our you know, our, our weekly date night or whatever those things are in your life. So when you when you manage it, you manage those categories, you're much more intentional in control of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And Bob, if I can just jump on what, yeah. what I just said there um, for a few years, I've been sharing this idea and I don't know where I got it. But for those that are listening that are are married and you don't have to be married, but um, in terms of what Otis said around managing it, have a, a meeting once a week with your spouse on Sunday night. Uh, if you have children after the kids have gone to bed and literally you just take your calendar, your phone into the meeting and you go through very quickly. What are we doing on Monday? Mm. What's Tuesday look like? Who's picking up kids? Who's dropping off? And that's back to Otis's point. That's the meeting where you can say, Hey, listen, 
I have a board meeting on Friday. And so, you know, board meeting weeks are really heavy weeks for me. So I'm probably going to have to work late. Mm. Uh, and then your spouse obviously has the same opportunity to do that. And so it, it's not perfect. As you get into the week, you may end up working longer than you thought at a certain time, but it's way better to have that proactive management as Otis called it. And then the second part of that meeting is that you just hold hands with your spouse and pray for your week. It's mm. so powerful. You've just gone through your week. Just put your week out before the Lord. That is fabulous. I got to tell you, guys, I'm going to share one of the things uh, for, that happened for me. I, I just crossed over my 34th wedding anniversary a couple of weeks ago. And it was just God-inspired. And, and I'm just sharing it because everybody thought, wow. And at dinner one evening when we were out, I, I looked at my bride and I said, you know, we've been together a long time, 34 years married, 38 years together. What are some of the high points? What are the things you remember about our walk together? And I have to tell you, we talked for about an hour and a half just about all the things. Because who stops and thinks about this stuff, right? We're so doggone busy. We don't celebrate a lot of things. And it was probably one of the richest um, deepest conversations I've had with my bride in a long time. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because when do we do this stuff, right? When do we take the time? And and it just, it was, it came to me. It was the Holy Spirit just whispered and said, hey, why don't you talk about some meaningful things here, you know, instead of what the meal's like or anything else or what your day was like, right? So I will um, share that. Bob, I, uh, we just went through the same thing. We just had our 30th anniversary, my wife and I, and went out to Breckenridge and spent some time in Colorado, Otis, and you're close to your heart. <laughs> yeah. And did, we did the same thing. You need, uh, married couples need some time away to be able to talk about the things that are important. Yeah, I agree with that. Otis, uh, some of the stuff that you brought into our conversation throughout this is just, uh, again, uh, about managing things and particularly with cr- tribes and how do you do some of this stuff. Uh, what's your thoughts on, you know, you, you mentioned managing these situations. What does that look like? I mean, uh, you know, David just gave us a pretty practical application Sunday night, sit down with the calendar. How about you? What, what would you have to say about it? Well, I, my wife and I, we're, we've we've fallen off that wagon, but we did the same. We've done the same thing. We need to get back on it. It's six o'clock on Sunday. It's on our both of our calendars. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our time where we sit down because our kids are grown, so we don't have to wait for anybody to go to bed. <laughs> uh, we we compare our calendars that way, mm-hmm. and, and and in that, if you meant the the life category thing, it's it's what are those things that are important to you, and you kind of chunk your life out into different parts. And that's that's where you can you can control those things and manage it and, and know intentionally that wow I, I've really fallen off the time uh, that I spend with my wife or I've really fallen off you know I just went on vacation with my wife so you know what work's going to be a priority for the next week to get things back you know the the old flywheel back rolling again and those sort of things and that's that's how those categories come to be and then there's there's one other secret I'll, I'll just share with everybody on this is when you create those categories is you play with words that you, that excite you to label the category mm. so that, so that that category pulls you to it. Not the, I need to spend time with family. No. Yeah, right. uh, and I'll just share with everybody <laughs> mine for my family and friends. I refer to as the patriarch patriarch of love. P-O-L, which stands for many other things back in the Army days. But in that sense, because it, it, it kind of 
it excites me to think about it, to, to see that, to see that as a priority, or even if it's not a priority for this week and where it falls and what I'm doing, you know, you use those words to kind of excite you and pull you towards it. Oh, I love it, boy. I tell you, the power of words, I teach a lot of that in my, in my program. And uh, boy, you said a mouthful there. It's really, and we lost, we, we've lost the art of words oftentimes, don't you think? I mean, in the society we're living in, everything's quick and text and 15 words or 15 sentences or whatever it might be. So David, uh, the minute, the minute remaining here, what what uh, other words of wisdom? Because you got a lot of them, so <laughs> be as brief as you can. <laughs> I hope there's some quality in the quantity. Now, I, one thing I'll do really quickly that the listen, if your listeners are interested in following up, they can they can do that on our website at workmatters.org. But just back on faith and work and and balance, um, we we felt like people needed to. Un- to have some principles to hang on to when they were walking into this faith and work journey. So we created the seven pillars of faith and work. And those pillars are love, excellence, integrity, serving, balance, calling, and uh, last and most important is influence. And so I just would challenge your listeners just to maybe give some thought to what what those seven words could look like in terms of living their faith at work. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. I can't believe we're out of time already, guys. Thank you so much today. I want to thank David and Otis for being my guests today here at Faith Marketplace. We're here every Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock on AM 1160. Go out and check out our website, faithmarketplace.com. We're on the podcast platforms. we got over uh, 700 interviews over the last eight years. I'm so grateful for that, and God has really inspired us to encourage you also out there as to how do you live this out? How do you do these things called uh, Faith Marketplace and in the marketplace? How do you live out your faith? So we're going to be back here next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. I'm Bob Lambert, the host of the show. Go out and check out also SamuraiBusinessGroup.com. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.